This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. As we are in the midst of being pushed against our own volitional cooperation from an analog world into a digital world, and the legacy media is participating in the operational preparation of the environment, publishing story after story on why you should embrace your servitude, and why you should love the fact that Big Brother, or Big Mother, government is here to protect all of us from ourselves, and as several of us have been attempting to warn whomever we could over the past 10 years or so about what was to come, and we were mostly, of course, rejected by presidential and congressional representatives, and also the conservative media. There were receipts, if you will, that we had warned, and we had continued to warn through the lockdowns, revealing more as necessary in the middle of the spring and summer of 2020. And while some of us were called crazy, and while we were roundly mocked and ridiculed, The warnings and concerns that we had brought to the table over the past six years began to materialize. And when I say materialize, I mean in full color with no subtlety or carefulness. Just full-on explosion of the insanity of what I had been publicly warning about over the past six years. And so now, we have reached a time in history that we should bookmark. Where the average man and woman who had maybe a year or two dismiss the chatter about things like the Great Reset or the Fourth Industrial Revolution and a worldwide totalitarian communo-fascist government are realities. This is all happening. And the common man has realized that his government has been lying to him for years, slowly putting him in his current no-win situation. And the common man is realizing that as he looks back over the past 20 years of media and entertainment, that he has been told to reject beauty for ugliness, that he has been told to reject reality and embrace a fake simulation of life, that he has been told to reject real, tangible, heartfelt relationships and replace those real relationships with digital online communities and friends who are not friends that all bow down to a digital overlord of community standards. And the common man begins to realize that he has been placed in a totalitarian choke point. And he realizes that he has to get back to reality. Cold, hard, harsh reality. With real, physical friends. And with real people living in a real world. In a world with imperfections and mistakes. In a world with real friends that at times can break your heart. In a world where the common man can make his family and financial future as he sees fit, according to the sweat of his brow and the determination of his will. And in this real world, he can worship as his conscience dictates, and not by the dictates of the state. And in this real world, he and his family can make choices about where they want to go and when they want to go without asking permission from the state. 
and in this world he can decide what is best for he and for his family. And the common man realizes that he played by society's rules for his entire life. And the common man realizes that he trained, worked, saved, and invested according to the laws and requirements set by those who are telling him that everything must change, and it must change now. And the common man sees that it really is the case that his children's future will be one of servitude if he does nothing to stop the slide. And the common man sees that his children's future is a future where the state is your family, and your family is the state. And he sees a future without family, children, and with their traditions as a family, disrespected. And for his children, he sees an unnatural, strangely wicked world without men and women, and with joy being replaced with misery and pain, and with medical procedures and pills to change their moods. And then the common man is told, if he does not obey the state and risk his health and well-being, if he does not enjoin in a strangely ineffective medical procedure, that he will lose his job. He will lose his ability to make an income, to protect his family. He will lose his ability to be independent from the state, and he will be treated like an alien, not allowed to participate in society. So that common man, that common man thinks of what is at stake. Freedom, liberty, independence from the government, and the freedom to worship freely, the freedom of his children, the ability to move freely, the ability to think freely. All of this is at stake right now. And the common man thinks more deeply and stares into the eyes of the dragon of chaos. And he understands that the only way to end the chaos is to stand up to this wicked, twisted, manipulative dragon and say, no. This far, no further. This is where this entire simulation of a crisis ends. And this is where we take our freedoms back. And this is where we take our church back. And this is where we take our future back. And this is where we take our nation back. And this is where you need to leave now. Your race-baiting, family-destroying, freedom-destroying movement ends now. And so... The last protest begins. And it doesn't need to be the last. For it is the protest that, if it wins, will allow other protests to continue long into the future. But if we lose, it could be the last protest. It may be the last moment that free people will have the right to protest. Of course, it may be the last organic, real protest. Not some felonious Marxist protest dreamt up in Davos or shaped at the Council on Foreign Relations. It may be the last moment in time that people will even know what they need to protest for anything about. It may be the last time that the common man will know that he has lost something. Because he will own nothing, and he will be happy. Because he will not work, he will only exist to be 
creative. Because if we lose the common human, we'll lose its cognitive liberty. The common human will not be allowed to think thoughts that are out of step with the revolution. And we will lose our history. Our history of a civilization will be lost, forever memory holds into a dark oblivion. The sacrifices of so many that sought to strive to make us a free people, the deaths of many to preserve civilization through the years will be forgotten. And the imperfect road away from serfdom, away from bondage into the freedoms that are barely hanging on in the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, and some of Europe, will be erased and replaced with a fake history that will become a strange string of lies that will ever be changing to fit the great narrative. A narrative not shaped by a people with a common agreement to live as a free people, but a narrative set by oppressive tyrants who must always be seen as the saviors and demigods of the new world. And all the while, artificial intelligence will be the new omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God, molecularly woven into the internet of things, in every blouse, in every pair of pants, in every headset, in every wallpaper, in every copper glass, in every plate, in every brochure, in every soccer shoe, in every household appliance, in every everything, will be the internet of things, ever watching, ever measuring, ever listening. That is the future that awaits the common man. And now, the common man understands that he must rise. The common man knows that he must win. The common man knows that this can't be done with a tweet or a Facebook post, because those can be censored and memory hold as well. And he knows that while we still have one foot in the analog world, while he still has a voice that must be heard, that while he still has the cognitive ability to pray to the Lord, that he must stand. And he must protest. And he must demand immediate change. He must demand that the tyrants leave office. He must demand that his rights be restored. He must demand that he must be allowed to worship as his conscience dictates. He must demand that his privacy will be protected. He must demand that those that are seeking to digitize monetary instruments step down. He must demand transparency of government officials because he knows that if we don't win in this ideological war of the ages, this may very well be the last protest the last stand of mankind against a Babylonian ideal that seeks to replace God with an artificially intelligent God. And that artificially intelligent God will not be a merciful God. The artificially intelligent God will end your ability to purchase if you insult the new God. The artificially intelligent God will end your ability to travel if you insult the new artificially intelligent God. The artificially intelligent God will end your ability to communicate if you insult the new artificially intelligent God. And the new artificially intelligent God will end your ability to have your streamed consciousness live forever in the metaverse. If you are a bad citizen, 
a bad global citizen in the new world of the artificially intelligent god. And so the common man, woman, and child, they must all stand. They must have a steely resolve to not back down and to demand immediate change, to not seek vengeance against our oppressors, but seek to have our liberties and abilities to control our own nation and life again. And we must remember our principles. And we can't borrow principles of the ugly medieval simulacra of Christianity of the Middle Ages. We must stand on true Christian principles. And we must stand on true tolerance to erase repressive tolerance. And as long as we remember our first principles and believe in the mission that we must accomplish, the future will be ours. And something else that we've learned, beginning on October 31st, 2017, which was the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Once you begin a great movement, there's no telling where it will end. See, we met to change and protect our nation and our church. And instead, we have awakened the world. We must not just save the church, but cleanse and exponentially grow the church in objective truth. We must not just save the nation, but purify the nation and restore constitutional norms. We must not just save Western civilization, but return it again to a robust, confident epistemology and sense of history that will guide true progress. And for the protesters, on the edge of what could be the last protest, they must win. Because we must win. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences Both Foreign and Domestic. Thank you.